This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse And welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host, Vanessa, and I'm really happy to be back in the studio and chatting to you. Did everyone do okay with the horrific amount of rain that we had last weekend? Did you, um, everyone get through? How are you feeling? How is all of your belongings? It's one of those things where when there's that level of nature happening, it obviously um, the amount of damage that's happened, if you're in the Coromandel region, is that the Kopohikawai Road is just, like there's a whole portion of it is just washed away, like it's just gone. Um, obviously some people have lost their lives, a lot of people have lost either they completely lost houses or cars or they've been greatly damaged and it's going to take quite a lot to get them back up and going again. So it's one of those things that it can be really, really devastating, even if you're not directly involved. So what I'm going to do today is I want to actually talk all about how to look after yourself in the aftermath of hard things or horrible things. Um, dealing with the aftermath is kind of what I'm calling it, is that going to be the, the title. Because I think it can be really important to remember that actually the emotions that come up can come sometimes take because in the moment we can be really really focused on what needs to be done but afterwards it can be quite devastating so looking after ourselves can be like number one priority but before we get into all of that juiciness I want to have a talk about our, pro, um, our sponsor for the show Progress to Health Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress to Health and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. 
Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health. I do share those details again at the end of the show. So stick around, grab a pen and paper, and you've got to write all those down. If you think, hey, Progress to Health sounds like something that might be helpful for myself or for someone else. Okay, so let's jump into the show. So dealing with the aftermath. Because one of the things that I have been aware of over the year, like obviously we kind of have been living in unprecedented times and recently because in the last sort of three years, coming up to three years with COVID in New Zealand, we things have been in a way that we've not experienced before. But there's been a lot of different things over the years. There's obviously been earthquakes. There's been, um, obviously there has been flooding before. There's been wildfires. There's been fires. There's... Um, been shootings, there's been earthquakes, and I know New Zealand is quite getting quite used to earthquakes, but or is quite used to earthquakes, but the devastating nature of it can be very huge. But one of the things I recognised over the weekend chatting to different people online with the huge amount of rain that we had and just the, the flooding that and the de- devastation that it had is that even people who weren't involved in the situation. Like if the, you weren't living in Auckland and or wherever you were in New Zealand, like didn't have major flooding, so you didn't have any property damage, but you just had a lot of rain going on, right? And so it hampered how you were living your life. What happened was a lot of people were talking about that, oh, but it's not as bad as, but like they started talking about how it f- affected them and like what was going on and how it affected their mental state and their well-being. And then they started discounting it because it's not as bad as blah. Right, which is something we do quite regularly, isn't it? We quite often compare and contrast ourselves and say, Oh, well, I'm not as bad as X thing, so really I shouldn't complain. And it's like, Well, maybe you actually, everyone has the the right to express how something feels for them. And especially to the people who are closest to you, you have the right to like share how you're feeling so you get the feelings out, so you can process them, so you can move on, right? It's not about saying, hey, I've stubbed my toe and it, like, you know, I broke my toenail and it really hurts and brought tears to my eyes. And now I just feel like I'm flinching every time I walk past the coffee table. And you're like, oh, I can't say that because actually my friend broke their leg. It's like, yeah, well, maybe don't say it to your friend who's got the broken leg, but you can say it to someone else, right? That's sort of very kind of minor kind of comparison. Because one of the things that I know that happens when these major disasters happen is quite often we have that such high levels of empathy that we really feel for, especially when the news and the social media is flooded with those pictures of the devastation and like these headlines that are just, I'm not going to read any of them because like that's just going to add to it, right? Sometimes we can get a little bit doom scrolling. We can just start doom scrolling because what happens is we just go, "Why else has happened?" I just need, I need to, I need to be aware so that I can actually look after myself. But what happens is we're just putting in lots of negative information, right, or devastating information. It's probably a better way for me to put it. And so what happens is we just take on all of that, that the devastation that's happening, all the horrible that's happening, and our emotions get just build up and build up because there's nowhere for it to go. Right, because we're not directly involved in the devastation. So we're actually, it's all happening elsewhere. And so it's one of those things about like there's kind of the dealing with the aftermath, there's two parts. So like so if you weren't directly involved in in the devastating activity, like whatever event happened, or you were like a witness to or like well, no, a witness is actually someone who's there as well. But like so say 
you heard about it. You saw it on the news, right? Like it happened in your region. It happened like in your country, right? So exactly like what's happened last weekend with all of that amazing rain that's just washed away so much stuff. And so if it if you are living in um, Tamaki Makoto and or you're living in Coromandel or any other regions that have been massively affected, right? Like it hits differently because in the middle of it, you're just like, what can we do? to make, to salvage, like to A, us keep us alive, to keep our pets alive, and then maybe to like salvage some of our belongings a little bit, right? Like you're in survival mode. So there's a whole difference to how you how you react in that moment, right? Like you, your brain gets very focused on like keeping you alive and keeping those nearest and dearest to you alive. And so how you interact with the world and what your brain focuses on and your emotions you have can be quite a, a you know, survival mode, right? So you get a lot more um, adrenaline. Um, quite often, some people find they actually get um, a dump of endorphins because actually it make, keeps your body going. It keeps your brain going. Um, and so you just kind of do that, but you get really hyper-focused on what you need to do to get out, get to safety, right? And then it's the after effects. It's like later on. So, and especially where the rain lasted for so long, right? Like it took days before it, petered out like it's stopped hammering everywhere right and then so it then took days after that for people to start finding out and I'm sure people are still finding out the extent of the damage and the extent of what they're needing to look after them like to get their life back to where it was right and those people that have family that have passed family or friends who have passed because of um, the floods like you know you don't get over that like that's that's going to be a lifelong grief, and so it's dealing with that as well, right? But they will probably they'll also have um, property damage as well, right? On top of that loss, so that's when the after effects kick in. That's when the aftermath kicks in. It's like quite a way down, and that's where all the emotions hit. And quite often, you can get some very stoic people who are really focused and really really great to have in an emergency that just get it. Get, get the stuff done, right? They're the other ones you want to be around because they get they they get hyper focused. They get really lasered onto. We need to go do this. We need to have this medicate. We need to have these things with us. This is the place we need to go. Let's get us there. And like they just do it all, and it just happens. And then quite often that can take quite, someone who's that level of okay within an emergency. Quite often takes quite a lot bit longer afterwards before the 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 emotional effects kicks in and so they take quite a while and then it quite often feels if you're someone like that you may recognize that like it takes a while before the emotions kick in about the we almost died like our house has gone like it's just really like this was that was really really scary and when it does it almost feels like everyone else is starting to be okay about it and you're starting to have the emotions they had at the beginning and so it feels discordant like it feels out of time and sometimes what happens is people feel like I'm not able to feel these things or I shouldn't be feeling these things because everyone else is getting over it either you kind of don't want to bring up those sort of emotions because you feel like you might trigger someone else or like remind them of all the bad stuff so you don't want to do that or you just feel like well actually I should be over it by now because everyone else is right but it's actually really really important to feel and process those emotions when they come up because everyone feels things at different times and different degrees and different amounts. Like it's, you got to, you have to, it's really, really important. I'm trying to stop saying have to, should, must, because um, it's just one of the things I've recognized through myself and a lot of people I've supported and like shared my life with is that if you don't allow the emotions to come up when they come up, 
and process them, it can make a devastating effect. Obviously, if you're in the middle of a crisis and uh, you have lots of emotion and you actually, you're like, I actually need to not be feeling all these things right now because I need to be getting myself to safety, then that's completely fine to kind of like be kind of pushing them down. But when you're safe, like that is the time to be processing it. And for everyone, that time of safety feels different. Right, like it can be immediately thereafter when you get somewhere warm and dry, and there's no waters rising up to you. It could be for other people, it's like you know, once you actually get back to the home, and other people, it's at whatever point later. Right, so you got to. It's really important to allow yourself that time to heal, that to feel that, and to just allow it to be. And again, sometimes it can be really important to work out who you share that um, level of emotion with right? Because it can make a really big difference. Like if there's someone else who's really shaky and not doing great, maybe not to them. And But if there's someone else who's like less involved and they can just hear and just be be a, a solid shoulder to like you to cry on or to emote at, then you can do that. Um, sometimes it's like there will be definitely lots of um, helpline services going on and I do at the end of the show do a series of support lines so if your mental health has been affected by the flooding and just the the impact of everything like I'll share that series of support lines I imagine they're getting a lot of calls right now um and one of the things that can be really important is you don't have to be directly involved for it to impact you as I've already talked about what I know about human beings is that we care about each other and we feel things deeply. And so often when you have mental health um, issues yourself, as we're so, so empathetic that we actually think about it and we like we put ourselves in that situation, we're like going, that's just devastating. Or you know people who are living there, or like someone you really care about is like it's so near miss, right? Like and the emotions that hit are really huge. You're allowed to feel those emotions. You're allowed to have that kind of wow. I'm like, that's really devastating. I'm really, really upset. And like, have a cry. Like, I know I, I had a cry over the weekend reading some of the headlines and reading some of the articles. There's just some of the people who passed and just, and just looking at the photos. Like, I had to stop myself looking at the photos by Monday after, like, Monday afternoon. I just went, okay, I can't do this anymore. I need to, I need to have a little bit of a break. Like, just, I need to wait until we start doing some recovery effort. Um, like, it's because I recognize for myself that my brain jumps in and rolls down the everything's horrible route. And I, I, I haven't got a new coping strategy yet for veering that off that as opposed to, like, I just have to, I, all I have is a roadblock. Like, I have to stop it. I can do, that works for me right now. Like, Maybe one day I'll learn a coping strategy where I can still get some information in. Um, but what I know for myself is that it's really important to be aware that your feelings are valid, your emotions are valid. You're allowed to have a response to something that you're not directly involved in because it still it still affects us. When the um, when the Christchurch earthquakes happened. It affected the country. Like we felt for that. Like that, 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 that are our people, even if you don't live in the Canterbury area, right? Like it's that thing of we're all Kiwis together. What happens affects us. And it's actually not even just New Zealand. Like this can happen for anywhere in the world, right? Like something happens and you feel it, right? You have an emotional response. You're allowed to have that emotional response. 
And so what I want to do is I'm going to do my usual thing where I'm going to play a song and I want you to have a think about how do you look after yourself? What are the things you do to actually deal with the aftermath of something? Like something devastating, something big, something that's really emotion provoking, right? Um, and generally it's a negative, like, you know, it's a not positive event, um, but sometimes it can still be a positive event. So like the whole something really big happens and you get like so much emotions and you just kind of have like an emotion hangover afterwards, right? But generally it's the negative. So it's like the negative event, the devastating event. So what do you do to look after yourself? What have you found that works that makes a difference? So I want you to have a think all about that while I play Sound the Ocean Run here on the Finding Stigma Show on Free FM 89.0. Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0. I'm your host, Vanessa, and I'm talking all about dealing with the aftermath. And this specific episode is directly related to the floods and the heavy, heavy rain that we had last weekend. But you can use this kind of idea about looking after yourself after big emotion 
pretty much anywhere. So did you have a chance to have a think about how do you look after yourself after devastating things happen, after really negative events happen, and all those emotions come up and all those thoughts about like, this is so horrible, it's so hard, and like, how am I going to ever be able to get, keep going? Like, how do you look after yourself? Because one of the things I know is if we don't have an idea, like you don't have to have a five-point plan. Like if you do, that's fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's fantastic if you've got one. But you just have to have an idea of what makes a difference for you, right? Are you someone that needs to take care of your physical needs, right? Do you need to have a nap? Do you need to get really warm? Do you need to make sure you have some food, have some water? Because sometimes what happens is while we're doom scrolling while all those things are going on we're feeling those emotions we're not noticing our body so we're not nourishing ourselves right so quite often people get really cold um, sometimes they get really hot um, quite often we don't eat we don't have enough water so it's like taking care of those things can be really really important are you someone who needs to reach out to someone you care about just to check in make sure everyone's okay right like sometimes that's one I know a lot of people don't like Facebook for a lot of reasons but that can be really handy like social media in general like that whole check-in like saying hey checked in is safe right from an event can make a difference like or just sending a text message or a video call whatever it is like checking with someone saying hey I just I'm thinking about you I know you're near that area you're okay is there anything you need can I do anything like so you've touched base and then sometimes it's actually just talking to anyone that you care about so that you can talk about other things or talk about how you're feeling. It's just working out the things that make a really big difference. And there's, to a certain extent, there's no wrong answers, right? Like it's, you've got to know what works for you. Uh, it, but the thing I always recommend is if it's involving another person, check in that the other person has the emotional bandwidth to be able to do that right now. Because quite often what happens is they're going, they possibly could be going through something similar. And we all know what it's like if, if you're at the end of your tether with emotion and like overwhelm and like just so much stuff going on that actually someone else needing support is like the last rule. So we don't want to do that to each other, but just it's just a super quick check-in. Hey, I just really need to have a chat about kind of the emotions that are coming up and all the horrible stuff that's happening um, with the, the floods. Can do you, do you have the emotional bandwidth? Do you, do you, are you able to have that conversation? And people will tell you quit, pretty quick, <laughs> like if it's a yes or a no, right? And you can go from there. But sometimes you don't have someone close to you, don't have someone right there that you can have a chat to or you're like, hey, they're all too way directly involved. Or maybe you've talked to all of them and you're like, I don't want to talk to them again about this. I still need to process it, but I don't want to burden anyone or I don't want to, like, you're just not comfortable going back for seconds sort of thing. What I'm going to do is I'm going to share a series of support lines. So if you ever get to that point where, like, you're struggling with your emotions and you're trying to, like, get through them, you know where to reach out to, you know who to give a call. So grab a pen and paper and write some of these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called, so need to talk, 1737. It's a free call or text service, and it's available 24-7, um, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor, and this service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text, 1737. 
The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 543 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now, the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around, like the um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So, Depression Helpline, 0800 111 now they're there, they're, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whānau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Tōtoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508 And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, their number is 0800 so hopefully you grab those support lines, but if you missed any of them, don't stress. I play that series of support lines at the end of every single show of Fighting Stigma. So come back again next week on Free FM 89.0 on Thursday at midday. We also repeat on Fridays at 5.30 a.m. and Sundays at 3.30 p.m., I believe. Um, or as you can find us on the 
FreeFM website, freefm.org.nz. Just look up programs and look up Fighting Stigma. Uh, there's several different um, shows on there. Um, or else you can find us on Spotify or just check wherever you get your podcasts from and see if you can find us. But that's all I've got time for today. So I hope that's given you a few ideas of how to look after yourself after in the aftermath. But from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 5757. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.